Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 227. Good evening. We're in a different time slot tonight, so wherever you are watching, live here on Facebook, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voice Ed Radio Canada, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, welcome. Nice to be home here in the home office. And I just did some redecorating. Certainly proud of the, the items behind me on there. And most proud, no, this way. <laughs> most proud, certainly, of the uh, the logo, the AM, and, and all that stands for. So welcome to Education Leadership Beyond. This is 227, take number two. Me and Kevin Estes from uh, um, Kentucky here. We tried about a week ago or so. We hit some hurdles, and uh, we weren't able to do it, but we're back to it. So. If you are watching live, jump in the show. It's fun to have uh, people interact, especially when they know the guest. Uh, as popular as Kevin is, I'm sure there'll be many folks watching. Um, but jump in to uh, join us. Uh, our, our sponsor for today's show is Particles Men's Products. This is their face cream here. If you're watching, check it out. It is the holiday time. You want to buy something? This stuff is fantastic. Um, this is the face cream, and I put it on at night with the eye bags and, and, and my wrinkles and all that, and then again in the morning, uh, but it's fantastic. I'm going to put some on uh, right here. But they've got um, – here we go. Kevin, it's like uh, like your baseball stuff. You're, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's fantastic. It feels like it goes on so smooth, um, and it's fantastic. That discount code is scrolling below, amarada 20 and it's Particle Men's Products. They got stuff for your hair. And I just started these two. They got skin vitamins and hair gummies. Here they are. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, they taste good and uh, certainly healthy. So I've been taking these as well. Um, but if you're, if you're a male leader, if you're a man looking for uh, uh, something to take care of yourself, if you're a woman and you're looking for something for your husband, check them out. Particle Men's Products. And that discount code is amarada 20 You'll get 20% off your order. I appreciate them uh, sponsoring the program. All right, let's get rolling. We're going to meet Kevin Estes in a moment. Kevin is the Chief Academic Officer, CAO of Ballard County Schools down in uh, Southern Kentucky. I'm learning where that is, and I checked out where that is there. Not far from Louisville, as he's helped me with my pronunciation. Um, Kevin's been a leader there for uh, many years. Kevin's been a coach. Uh, Kevin's a dad. and uh, He's just a, a great leader. Uh, he's a good guy with a great story, and we are looking forward to talking to him today on show number 227. All right. The opening concept is, number one, take two. Kevin and I had problems on the first show. Uh, we talked about it. He had his guy work on it, and we kind of figured out what it was. Uh, and we also picked a different time slot. When you swing and miss, when something goes wrong, you don't give up on it. You just keep trying, and here we are, right? So concept number one. Number two. Tomorrow's election day. Get out and vote, right? Uh, sometimes, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it all matters, right? Whatever side you're on, whatever, you got to get out and vote. Uh, so I do encourage you uh, to do that. Uh, when I was in college, my buddy ran for uh, student body president. He won by one vote. So every vote does count. I uh, hope you get out there and, and do that service. And lastly, um, here in New York, the New York City Marathon was yesterday. Those that know me, those that know my story, uh, my dad, uh, 14 years ago, 
and um, lost my dad in the New York City Marathon. Uh, if you, um, again, have met me, you know me, uh, check out my dad's video, uh, Mr. Joe Marathon. It's on YouTube. Uh, means a lot to my family and I. I certainly want to give a shout out to my mom uh, on you know this day. And I received a lot of texts yesterday and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but the uh, New York City Marathon means a lot to me and my dad. And if your parents are with you, God bless you. And if you've lost them, certainly uh, respect their honor and, and, and continue to do the best you can to serve others in our role. Hello there, Amber Parker, middle school principal, Ballard County Schools. I got the boss on here. Let's bring him in the program. Uh, it's been uh, long overdue, and uh, here he is. Kevin, welcome finally to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Hello, Andrew. What's up? It's good to be with you here in Kentucky. Good to be with you. Uh, you're in the home office as well, and right. – uh, you're a baseball guy, Kevin. You're a sports guy. Take two, right? What, what does that mean to you in your in your leadership? Oh, I mean, we've got to be so flexible in everything we do. I mean, we can write the perfect script and hope it goes that way. But, you know, when you're dealing with people, dealing with kids, you know, you always got to learn to adjust. And, and you know, technology is the same way. We, we had a bust with the technology. So it's uh, take the first pitch and uh, hope you get a fastball right down the middle this time. And it's going that way. Certainly having you on the program is a, a straight-on fastball. Kevin, you're the um, chief academic officer at Ballard County Schools. Tell me about your role there. Tell me about your leadership and how it's going for you this year. Yeah. Ballard County Schools is, is a small rural school district in western Kentucky. We're you know, about 20 miles from Paducah. That's the, the big city in, uh, on our end of the state. So, um you know, being a chief academic officer, I'm in charge of instruction and, you know, helping my principals, you know, Amber's online right now. And so it's my goal uh, to, to lead her, uh, to help her uh, lead her building uh, through academics. Uh, she's the culture queen of our, our district. And so uh, she followed, she did follow me as principal. So I hope that I, I left her a little bit of knowledge and wisdom when it comes to things, but uh you know, being a small district, we're just trying to get back to, you know, take let the clutch out, get back to teaching and learning uh, and just having a good time in the classroom. Uh, my leadership style, I want I try not to micromanage. That's not my style at all. I want teachers to be creative. I want administrators to be creative. You know, it's their it's uh, their professionals. we got to treat them like professionals. So um, I always tell, them, you know, all the administrators, and all the teachers, uh, you know, just go for it, you know. And like in baseball, you know, baseball, you know, it's, if you fail 70% of the time, you're a Hall of Famer. You know, you hit 300, you're close to a Hall of Famer, and we have to fail in order to succeed sometimes. So um, that's just me. I want I want them to be creative. I want them to help, uh, teach and, and lead with passion because that's what I do. I like to have a good time. I, I like to have fun, and um, I spend a lot of time in classrooms and in the buildings. I'm not behind the desk type of person, so I try to lead by example and just try to be positive. And you showed that in your energy when we met, and I can tell it now. Uh, I learn a lot on these podcasts. I like that one. Let the clutch out. We don't say that up here in New York. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> well, I have, give, I have to give our superintendent the, the credit for that, uh, Dr. Casey Allen. Last year, you know, we're, we came out of COVID, and and the teachers were kind of scared to, to to teach, and the kids were kind of scared to learn, and we just want to get back the way it was pre-pandemic. So we were just like, just let the clutch out. That is a, a country slang uh, type thing. So. And it's worked because uh, we had some great successes last year. Well, good for you and leading the way there. Kevin, tell me about a, a top initiative that you're working on. One or two top things that you want to share 
that yeah, goals for you and your your group this year? Well, uh, it's, it's interesting because we just did a strategic plan this past year uh, coming out of COVID. So our district has three major initiatives and, and I love uh, a, a, a focused uh, strategic plan. You got some that are huge, but we've got one that's really narrow and focused. So, you know, we're going to focus on the academics, but we're looking at our PLC process, you know, learning from each other. Uh, we, we do look at the data a little bit, but we want to learn uh, about each other how they're teaching, what's the best way for students to learn, trying to get them more engaged, make them think uh, more, make them think and respond. Our kids are so good at, uh, at getting the information and regurgitating, but it's not uh, put in long-term memory. So when you make them think, you make them respond on paper, you make them respond to each other. And if they can tell how they came to the answer or what's about, then it goes in long-term memory and it's there for a long time. And so that's one of the initiative we have. The other one, uh, it's communication. You can never communicate too much. Uh, we found out through some surveys and stuff that um, our parents felt like we weren't uh, communicating with them enough. And our staff act actually were saying, hey, you know, we're, we're missing some things. So our principals came up with communication plans for their building. And so we've shared them out and we've been real intentional about telling parents, kids, this is what you wanted. This is what you want to hear. This is how you want to hear it. And so if we keep bringing that back to them that they'll understand that we're really trying to meet their needs when it comes to communication. And then the last one that I love is we're doing everything through a sense of gratitude. Mm. We spent a lot of time writing letters to um, handwritten letters to our, our, our teachers, to our administrators, to our students, to our community members, just so that we have a lot of buy-in uh, with what we're trying to do and the culture we're trying to build and the culture of learning that we're trying to build. And so when you think someone, when they when they think you're not even looking or listening to them and you just end up writing them a handwritten letter that comes to their house, it means so much more. So we're, we're trying to do that. Those are our big initiatives this year. Wow. That is so refreshing to hear that it's not some garbled data junk, you know, some program, right? That's real stuff, right? Real stuff. And wow, that's awesome, Kevin. Good for you guys. And um, we met at a KASA, you and your team were there and, and you came to some of the sessions and to hear you talking about some of these things are awesome. But what was, what was some of your takeaways from this summer? Uh, not only from my session, but the conference in general, were there some things there that got your intention uh, in leadership? Yeah, I mean, one resounding thing that you kept you say that that just that that kind of struck a chord with me is be where your feet are. Mm. You know, I think too many times I remember when I was uh, young in my administration uh, and I, you know, I thought I knew it all. I was like, I'm the know all. We're going to do it my way or the highway type thing. And I wasn't listening. You know, you got to be an active listener. And in order to be an active listener, you got to be where your feet are. And then same thing with in our schools for our kids, you know. If we're if our minds are in different places and our minds are not set on the kids and being where our feet are, uh, we're missing a moment. And and I heard a story this, the other day. We we unfortunately lost a student uh, this past week, but a principal was talking about how uh, he missed a moment because he wasn't where his feet were. Mm. And he got a little bit of the moment, but he didn't internalize the entire moment with the student because uh, he wasn't where his feet was. And I thought that was very passionate, very uh, important for his staff to hear, um, you know, Hey, I got busy and this student wasn't in his, in his building per se, but he had a moment with him that he had his mind and his attention at a different spot at the moment, but he missed where his feet were at that, at that time for that, that, that student for him in, in his mind, he missed a moment with him. So 
uh, that was to me is very, very, you know, important. And then just the celebrating and being intentional with our people. But that's something that uh, has, I came from the conference and I joined the, my wife now moved to Paducah. And so we joined a new church and listened to the pastor speak about being intentional with yourself and being intentional with the people that you're dealing with. Is it the same thing as being where your feet are? Because you have to have that intent, intentional and purposeful moments with it, with, with yourself and with everybody. Awesome points, Kevin, and, and thank you for sharing. Kevin, a number of people watching live here. Please jump in the show. Ask us a question or a comment. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on, and uh, something about the night slot here uh, is good stuff. Kevin, you've coached a lot in your lifetime. You've, your your uh, mentors have been your, your, your coaches, so many of them, and now your son is playing college baseball, Division I college baseball. Uh, you're a basketball guy, but you're also involved with baseball. What are you learning from baseball and, and that translates into your leadership now? Yeah, again, I think baseball is, um, you know, a, a phenomenal sport to teach uh, kids about life in general. You know, like I said earlier, you know, 70 percent of the time um, Hall of Famers strike out, get out, do not get on base or do not produce. And if they shut down. After seven, you know, failing seventy percent of you know, failing their uh, their 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 teammates, their coaches, they fail them seventy percent of the time. It's in this day and time, our kids and, and a lot of adults, they just shut down. So the lesson here is that you're going to have to persevere. You got to, uh, you know, baseball. You have to uh, figure out a way that you're going to, you know, beat the pitcher, beat the shift, beat the defense. You know, so you got to find ways to persevere and to. And to grow, because if you just, you know, lock into I'm, I'm a failure, then you're never going to get anywhere. So that's what I like about baseball. I, I, my son, you know, and daughter, my daughter played, uh, you know, softball when she was young. She turned into a cheerleader, thought she's going to be an awesome basketball player in softball, but she wanted to be a cheerleader. Nothing wrong with that. But with a dad that wants to be, <laughs> wanted her to play the different sports. But for my son, since four years old, you know, we went to a St. Louis Cardinal game and there was a ball hitting a gap. Mm. And. I'm watching the guy speed around the bases. And I said, hey, Parker, I said, look at that guy fly. And he said, that, who are you talking about? He said, I'm watching the guys line up to throw the ball in. And that was at four years old. So I knew something special was there with wow. him with that. And wow. he's watching the cuts rather than watching the guy speed around the bases, which I was watching. I'm like, that's pretty neat. But so those are a little less, you know, they, you know, there's so many working parts in baseball that have to, that have to work together in order to be successful. And, and so, um, a lot of lessons. And I've been with him since four years old. I coached him till he's about 13 or 14. Then I gave him up to somebody else and just, just trying to teach those life lessons about, Hey, you're going to fail. How do you respond? What's your body language? What is, you know, what's, what people perceptions reality to me. So if someone has a perception of me, I either got to accept it or I got to change it. And so that's what we keep talking with our kids about. You know, if you're failing and you're, you're moping around, that's not going to be good for you and for the people around you. Yeah. Wow, that's a great story about the cutoff man and what what is uh, focus. You know, everyone's watching the guy around the bases, and that's pretty cool. What's it like for you and your wife now to to kind of look back and hear? You know, he's Division One baseball. That's a big deal. What's that like for you? Oh, it's it's fun. Uh, we're, we're you know we're empty nesters now, so both of them are in college. We have a daughter that's a, 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 in physical therapy school at Bellarmine University, and so in Parker's and at Murray. But uh, we're both super competitive. I mean, we can't even play cards together because we're so so competitive. So, but we try to make as many games, if not all the games, that we can. You know, um, we want to invest in our in our kids and 
and what they do. You know, it, we just love going to ball games, and sometimes we go to other people's ball games just because we we love to, to watch and support other kids. So, uh, but definitely being there for R two has been a, a huge priority. Awesome, and that's that's beautiful for you guys, Kevin. How did a, a biochemistry major? You become a school leader. How did that happen? Usually you're winding up in some laboratory somewhere. Uh, how did your story bring you to uh, school leadership? Uh, to be honest, you know, out of college, uh, I was actually working at a, uh, a a chemical plant in Calvert City just right up the road. And I was doing the same thing every day. I was taking the same. We made catalysts for Polaroid films and for Roundup Ready Beans. And I was just doing the same test over and over. And so there was no... Uh, no satisfaction, no motivation for me just to, to go to work other than, yeah, it was good pay. I will give, you know, I gave up great pay to go into education, but I always had a heart uh, uh, that I wanted to coach. And that comes from my high school coach and my superintendent from, uh, from Lyon County, Tom Buchanan. He taught me early about uh, all those things about, uh, you know, about the intricate parts of coaching. And when I played, uh, you know, Coach Childs, who coached me, would always say, you're like a second coach out there because I made sure I knew every position on the floor of basketball or I knew every position on the baseball field and, you know, self-taught how to play golf pretty much and things like that. So uh, I've always just kind of had this intricate part. But, you know, biology and chemistry, I love the, the, the research behind it, you know, trying to figure things out. That's always been my – my heart, but, uh, and I love, I only taught seven years in the classroom. I taught, you know, chemistry and physics and a little bit of biology, but, uh, and just, you know, coaching, leading people, inspiring people has always just been a part of what I've done. And I did that in high school as, you know, a teammate, I might not have been the starter and, but I was always, you know, the biggest cheerleader. I always knew every play. I knew everything about the game plan in order. So when it was my time to shine, um, I, it was my time to shine. And luckily I had those moments too. Um, and, but you know, just, I've always just been a coach and just been that way all my life. I mean, I can remember as a little kid, uh, we had concrete blocks underneath our house and I put a square out there and I taught myself all the different pitches and, and, that, and I'm ambidextrous. So I can throw right hand and left hand. I play, I bat left-handed, I golf right-handed. It just, I just kept doing different things, different things because I wasn't satisfied with the way I was doing it with one hand or the other hand. So wow. it's just the way I've been. So, and, I, and I'm glad for 27 years now in education that I've had some sort of leadership role or coaching role uh, that's, you know, inspired me to keep going. Well, good for you that you made that decision. You realized it early and, and you've had a lot to give. Um, Kevin, you mentioned uh, your coach, Coach Childs. Uh, that he pushed you so hard, right? People, they, they hated while they were playing for him because he drove you so hard. But years later, you know, so, so much about work ethic and life. Tell me about that relationship with your, your coach and what it's meant to you now. Coach Childs came to Lyon County when I was a sophomore in, in high school. And and uh, I, I, in the summers, I was a gym rat. I'd go to the gym in the morning. I'd go to the pool in the middle of the day and play baseball, golf in the afternoon. That's just the way my life was at the time. And so I met, I met him the first day and, uh, you know, he, he kind of saw a little work ethic there, but, uh, what I, you know, I told coach Charles, uh, after I graduated uh, high school and went to college and come back and I, and I really, I told him, I said, coach Charles, I didn't like you. And I played for you because one, he pushed you so much. He expected so much. 
a uh, little history on him. He was the last sub for Adolph Rupp at UK. I mean, he was a short guy. Uh, he was one of the runts, and he he can tell you all kinds of stories about playing for Adolph Rupp, but that's how he coached us, too, was, uh, you know, the expectation. I don't care if you are the last person on the bench. If, even the managers had expectations, but it was a lot to put on a high school kid at the time. But we had successes at a small school that, uh, you know, that was because of what he uh, put into us. And so years later, I, you know, and to this day, I'll see him and I'll thank him uh, because uh, he instilled a drive. And when I started coaching, I coached just like him. I, I had the same plays. We had the same practice to this day. I guarantee if I go back to coaching, I'll coach and practice like we did, because that's what ingrained in us how to get those small skills, those communication skills, those little things that matter in, in basketball. But, you know, He's a great guy and, and and meant a lot to me in high school and and you know and to this day I can I can call him up. I guarantee his wife every now and then on Facebook will just I'm so proud of you. You know, that means a lot too, you know. And the, when they respond, you put something on Facebook and the coach and, and his wife are saying, We're proud of you. We always knew you had that in you. And you know, and Coach Child's always expected. I, I have one more story about him that I want to share. I was in a senior in high school, we had um we, we lost a game to uh, Marshall County, which is a big school here at a big powerhouse. And a bunch of about three or four of our kids quit. I wasn't a starter. So I got thrown into the starter position and then I didn't perform very well. And he came to me and said, I think you're better as a six man. I said, that's fine with me. And then uh, what led that to our, our district finals game, we were favored by a bunch and we were down, uh, you know, about 15. And he just looked at me and he said, I need you to go out there and do your thing. And the game before, he didn't play me much. And so I went to him like, why did I not play? And that was almost my last game in, in high school. And he goes, it was a gut feeling. The matchup wasn't right. He was always honest and straight with us. And that's what I liked about him. So, mm. yeah. you know, it's just – that's what he he taught us is that you don't have to beat around the bush with people. You can cut to them and tell them what the expectations are, what I feel like, – you know, what you – sometimes it is a gut feeling – but sometimes in coaching, X's and O's means a lot, and then he'll come and depend on you. So, and that's what I like about him. He always encourages you in a way to say, uh, "I believe in you." Beautiful story, Kevin, and and so nice to hear you doing that on the other side from the lessons he taught you. Uh, your mom too. You spoke very highly. Your mom, Barbara, still working, mm -hmm. seventy-eight years old, running the daycare. She owns a daycare. I can't get her to retire. She won't slow down. She's <laughs> 410, 100 pounds soaking wet and just goes, goes, goes. So, wow. Yeah. So give me She's some give, give me some of your mom's secrets. How does she how does she continue to do that at that age and and you know, taking care of these people like that? I don't know. You know, my mom's the greatest. You know, the one thing that I learned from her is that um sacrifice is a lot. You know, when we're growing up, um my mom and dad divorced and, and unfortunately, and we still have great relationships. They still have great relationship, but my mom was a single mom raising three kids and that uh, we were all four years apart. <laughs> Love my brother to death, but he's a rebel. And then my, my baby sister's a baby sister. So she got everything, you know, but I was the middle one and mom would work from sunup, you know, 12, 16 hours a day as a nurse. And sometimes we were latchkey kids. And so she'd look to me to, you know, to cook, to clean, to, just to be the man in the house sometimes. And, and my goal in life was never to disappoint her because after I got older and I got a family of my own, got married and realized, you know, what she gave up, what she sacrificed so that we had shoes, clothes, 
food on the table and never missed one game. Wow. I mean, she was our team nurse and, uh, you know, but she just, she sacrificed so much. And I realized that, uh, and I, you know, I guess that's my, my story. I try to try to tell kids too. Uh, we get about ourselves when we're young We and we don't see the world in the way that, you know, we should. And, and we miss those moments. I miss moments with my mom because one, she was working, but two, I also fixated on what I wanted to do. But when, and when you get older, you realize how much they totally sacrifice for you. And so to this day, my rule of thumb is not to ever disappoint my mom. I think I've done it maybe once or twice and that's about killed me. But, uh, you know, that's my goal is never disappoint her and always just uh, try to be there for her. She was there for me. Yeah, that's beautiful, uh, Kevin. And uh, man, that's 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 awesome. Kevin, you also shared a little bit about sometimes when your your timing got out of whack a little bit, your balance, your work-life balance, and you missed some things with your family because of all that you were giving to coaching in your schools. Uh, and you've now dialed that back in. You want to share a little bit about that and what made you come to that realization? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I, my first stint at Ballard County Schools, I was there nine years. So my, I started out as an AP at the middle school. I was the district athletic director. And then I took on uh, girls basketball because, again, Amber Parker's on here with us. Uh, she decided she wanted to have quads. So she was our PE coach and and, and girls basketball coach. So uh, I was the AD and it kind of happened at the, in the summertime. And I said, well, I'll just coach because I still had that passion and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, so you know, thanks to Amber, we had lots and lots of success. But in that time, though, that's that's when my kids were, you know, young and in elementary school, and and so uh, I just we were. Uh, I was making an 80, uh, 80 mile round trip every day to work. So I was driving 42, 40 miles to work and forty miles back. And then wow. and then when you when you're coaching and you got administrative duties, you missed a lot. And so um, I can remember my wife. Uh, when I was getting toward the end of my first stint with, with Ballard County School, she would she'd always say to me, "Quit giving us your, uh, you know our, our, the seconds. Quit you know uh, coming home and, and giving us the, the leftovers." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I, under, I understand what you're saying." So at that point, you know that's when uh, I actually took another. I took a job in the same district with them. I was my wife worked at Dickman County. My kids went to Dickman County, so. I took a, a principal job there, and and so so I could I could be there with them and be a part of their their athletics, their academics, and and so forth. And then um, then we just kind of stay with that. And then you know, four years there, um, our daughter was going to go to PT school in Bellarmine or UK or Western. So that was more the central part of the Kentucky. And our son was being recruited by you know like Cincinnati. Uh, Xavier, all these northern schools. So we made we made a conscious decision to move to Central Kentucky, and we spent a few years there, and um, and so that was all just so that we can keep our family together and close yeah. and knit. And that's just it was it was a big a big commitment that we both made, but it was good for us. It was good for our families. It was good for Dana and I's relationship. I mean, it was a perfect move, and God always supply uh, is sufficient and on time with those things too. So, uh, so now, I mean, we're as close as ever. Our kids are, you know, Bailey's still in Louisville, but we FaceTime or talk every day. Parker's right down the road at Murray. And so we get to spend time with them a lot and spend a lot of, you know, we try to make a lot of time for family. Well, good for you for realizing that and, and owning that and, and listening to your wife and 
Uh, Listen to your wife. Yeah, smart, smart move, smart advice. We can end on that. <laughs> Just listen to what she says. Nah, but hey, it's you know, it's it's a journey, right? Mine are younger now, 16, 14, and 12. And uh, we're going through it now. We were joking off air that I'm home and you know, they're right in here, and it's uh yeah, you got it. It goes quick, right? It does, yeah. it goes real quick. Yeah. Kevin, what was uh something uh, that you wanted to talk about that I did not ask you? Well, actually, uh, we met with a bunch of uh, regional administrators today and we kind of talked about this. But, you know, education has taken a hit uh, in the last several years. But I think we're our own worst enemies at time. You know, had a conversation with some people not too, a couple of days ago about um, a, a college uh, student that was going into education. And they were like, I'm trying to talk them out of going into education. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk. You know, we want to talk them into it. We need to be promoters of our own profession and sometimes we get i know you know with covid and with the pandemic now over and stuff but you know time you know times have been tough we've struggled we've i mean we've put a lot of time effort and work into this but if we don't promote our own profession and we don't start recruiting uh it's going to be tough down the road you know i'm you know this is year 27 for me i could retire after this year in the state of kentucky if i wanted to but we don't have and I'm sure New York's the same way. We don't have enough teachers. We don't have, we got unfilled spots in a lot of these school districts. We can't find subs. And part of it is because sometimes we belly ache about coming to work and, and just doing our job sometimes. And so I just want us to be encouragers of our profession, encouragers of what we do, because we have the greatest job. I think I wouldn't be here. We have the greatest job in the world. We have the, the potential to mold minds, uh, to create the leaders of the of the next generation, and just to uh, you know be something inspirational. We are we for six eight hours a day are the sometimes the best light that some of the kids will see that day. It may, we may be the only meal. It may be the only encouragement. It may be the only success they have in the day because some of our kids just go home to a, a tough situation, and so um, you know. Owning up to that, taking ownership of our 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 profession, but being promoters of our profession, and you know, tell them tell the good stories. It, every profession has its grind. Every profession has uh, something negative about it. But man, we have the best, most influencing job in America. That's fantastic. I agree with you. And uh, yeah, sometimes we do shoot ourselves in the foot. Uh, they're trying to turn that guy away, and, and and yeah, you're right. We should be bringing him in. That's right. We should be. I mean, and there's people out there in other professions that you know that we could bring in too. We've got the capacity to do it. We just got to um, take time and 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 promote it. Well, you tell them stories about your coach and all the kids that you influenced over your time, and um, you know, I, I, one of my mindsets used to be right. You you did your interview and you you talked about. Uh, you know, when you interview people, can they work here, right? Like now I'm well, I'm recruiting, like you, you say, you know, trying to get them here. And we had a kid, probably had three offers, and uh, we got him uh, this year. And he told me because of how welcomed I felt and how much energy you put into me. And uh, that was great to hear from this young guy. And now he's, he's a great teacher. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of 30 day conversations with our new employees uh, over the last year or two. And, you know, that's what we talk about the, the family atmosphere, the, um, the commitment to them, you know, we don't just put them on an Island to go teach. You know, I can remember when I started teach, 
I'll be honest with you. I inter- when I interviewed for my first job, I interviewed with a principal and we talked about uh, he went to school with my mother-in-law. And so we talked about that and he said, I'll leave the keys underneath the gutter, another country reference. So, and then you start and you got a one year job and your jobs for one year. And then, so from there I had to perform, I had to perform um, to, to, to continue to teach and stuff, but you know, it's just, we, we just got to continue to just grow this profession. Right. That's well said. And, and you're someone who's doing that and that positive energy and, Ballard County's lucky to have you. Kevin, let's roll here to rapid fire. These are quick questions. You want to throw some other Southern uh, slangs in there uh, so I can help my vocabulary. I'll take them. Uh, but here we go. You ready? I guess. I hope so. Here we go. Last book you read. Uh, Leading with Focus by Mike Schmoker. That's, if you haven't read that one, you got to put that on you. That's about, you're talking about simplified clarifying and focusing on your your curriculum or your school that is the book to read. And then he's got a series of other stuff that goes with it, but I highly encourage that one. Mm, last movie you saw Maverick Maverick, the old top gun. And you talking about some leadership things in there, but just the movie in general, I'm not a movie person. It's a running joke in our family. We always go during Christmas to, to go to the movie theater, but, uh, I, I, I watch Maverick on back to back days. That's real unusual for me. Okay. All right. Well, check it out. Favorite dish? Oh, I had it right before I came on here. It's just a good old grilled steak with some potatoes and corn. I mean, that's what you call Kentucky corn Fred boy right there. It's just <laughs> good, a good medium uh, steak. Oh, it goes a long way. It's Monday night. I had a steak. <laughs> hey, my, my wife, we, we found out about a new meat market in Paducah, and we went, and the price was right, and we got some New York strips, and it was, yeah. I come home and put them on the grill and got ready for this uh, this podcast. But yeah, it was good. Good for you, man. <laughs> Monday night, favorite yeah. place to travel? Oh, uh, anywhere that has a beach. Cruises are my favorite. We're going on a cruise Christmas break, um, leaving on the seventeenth, getting back on the twenty third, taking our family and stuff. Just get away. The best sleep and the best relaxation or relaxation is on a cruise. On the cruise. So where you, where do you go to from Kentucky? Where do you cruise? Oh, well, we're going out of Cape Canaveral. Okay. So that that's, we've never been out of there. We've gone out of uh, Miami before. Um, and then around um, what is the place around Gulf Shores. There's a, a Mobile, Alabama. So yeah. we've gone out of those spots, uh, but you know, take off to the Caribbean down that way on this one, we're going more toward, the Bahamas. I've never been. We're, we're not going to the Bahamas. We're going to two islands of uh, that way. But oh, just just give me a cruise. Give me the sun, and uh, lots of lots of fun on a cruise ship. That's for sure. Good for you, man. Enjoy. The best school leaders are the best because fill in the blank. Oh, and again, people who know me, uh, if they're intentional and purposeful, those are my two words. I've been using those for a long, long time. When, uh, when good leaders are intentional uh, about what they're doing, uh, they they really you know strive to uh, for excellence, being intentional with their conversations, being intentional with the people in front of you. So you're not forming you know new forming. You already had your answers already in your head. You're you're listening, being intentional, but you're being purposeful with everything you do. Uh, if, you know with it, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's just how you treat people. But if you're intentional and purposeful, uh, those leaders are the best. Love it. Uh, a journal or a blog you subscribe to? 
Uh, well, I'm not very good at this one, but we do have a Kentucky admin uh, that we do on Twitter, and I've been a part of that a couple times. And so we uh, we get on there uh, a couple times a, a month, and we we blog back and forth and do you know rapid fire questions over thirty minutes and things like that. So that's fun. I like it on Twitter at Principal Estes, right? That's right. There you go. Good. Uh, a pet peeve of yours. You shared a lot of passions. What's a pet peeve of yours? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess there's several that. But you know, just just be you. Don't you don't have to Im- be an imitation. You don't have to be somebody else. When people are not real uh, and not real in conversation, um, when they're coming across fake, uh, that's that's a pet peeve of mine. It just you don't have to impress me. You don't have to impress anybody. Just be you and do, do your best. Grow at everything that you do. This year, you will fill in the blank. This year. You will, um, uh, you know, my, my goal is to continue to grow young leaders, teachers, you know, that that's, that's what I do. I mean, I, I spend a lot of time, um, in classrooms with principals. And so that, you know, I just want, I just want people to grow. We, we talk about kids being on grade level, grow, grow to grade level, grow above and just, you know, make it a, a purposeful, uh, in, intent to grow. Love it. 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I feel relaxed. Not being a building principal now, I get time to relax. Uh, when I was a building principal, I was still anxious and, and working, but it's I'm very relaxed on, on Saturday mornings. I, I drink coffee. I watch uh, a college game day, so I get to sit back, and every now and then my wife will try to make me do something, and, and, and I get selective hearing on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., so... <laughs> Uh, Amber Parker says you need to listen to Dana Stroud. Estes is what she said. <laughs> I do. I do. My wife told me not too long ago when she speaks, she speaks with a purpose. And I said, well, sometimes when I listen, I luckily hear your purpose. <laughs> uh, best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Man, you know, I, I've, I've thought about that when I, I, I don't know. I get I don't look at things like that. I just go and um, I wish I could answer. I, I don't have an answer for that one. My best, you know, purchase under a hundred bucks. I don't know. I don't. I didn't have one. You can have a pass. Uh, this one was not on the list. I added it here because I know you're a Louisville fan. Uh, right. Rick Patino, hero or villain? Oh, uh, he's my hero. I just love. I mean, I know everybody's got skeletons. Everybody's got mistakes. But Patino, you're talking about leadership. You're talking about I think he could take almost any team and lead them uh, to a great season. Um, I've heard stories about the way he does things and, and sometimes, but man, Patino in my mind is a hero on how he can motivate and and grow athletes. Uh, But yeah, but in the state of Kentucky, that's, that's a a harsh conversation. And they brought, you know, even though that the NCAA or whoever investigated, you know, there's no, there's no consequences of what he did, but, uh, he did a lot for UK too. He sure did. Uh, see that national uh, championship bat, uh, you know, sign on the on the arena there. Uh, That's right. Two words to describe yourself. Oh, uh, I'm passionate and I'm fun. I mean, everything I do, I'm very passionate at, and uh, I like to have a good time. And and uh, you know, sometimes my wife that gets me in trouble, but you know, I'm passionate and fun. <laughs> One thing you're curious about. Oh. 
I'm a, I, curiosity kills the cat, but you know, it's just, uh, I'm always curious about the future and what, 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 what holds for not only me, but for others, you know, I tried to, I tried to, you know, you try to predict, you try to look down the road, but uh, just the anticipation of your preparation, your execution and what those results are. So I guess that's my, and that's, that's a weird answer, but that's just that's the way I work. I mean, whether it's in sports or academics, you know. Well, that's a good answer. Kevin, uh, you shared a lot of great things tonight. It was fun. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, at Kevin Estes uh, on Twitter. And then on Facebook, you just uh, I'm, I'm Kevin Estes on Facebook and LinkedIn. And then Kevin, uh, Kevin, or sorry, K Estes underscore 33 on Instagram. And uh, every now and then I do a TikTok. And when I was a principal at a middle school a couple of years ago, I, I kept our students entertained, inspired on TikTok, making videos. So I, I like to have fun that way, too. You're, you're a social media mogul. I wish I do all of them, but I don't do all of them well. So uh, I, I get on there and, 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 you know, try to keep up with people and try to you know promote positivity and, and things like that. But uh, no, I'm, I don't have a blue check or anything like that. I don't have enough followers. Okay. Well, you got, you got one more today. I'm a, I'm a fan of what you shared today. Uh, if you were watching live here, leave uh, Kevin some feedback, some comments. Uh, it was great. Kevin, you want to uh, wrap us up with a quote here? Oh, I always tell adults, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it? Mm. You know, and that's kind of, are you, are you where your feet are? But, you know, I used to, when I first started administration, that, that was a quote, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it? And it was just like, Hmm, that means I'm not thinking going somewhere else. I'm not thinking or do it. You know, uh, I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. Am I in that spot in that moment doing what I'm supposed to be doing right then and there? So, and that happened. And actually, I think it happened because I had the coaching bug and I was doing coaching stuff and not academic stuff when I was supposed to be teaching. So, but then that stuck with me after that, that quote was said to me one time. And so uh, it's kind of like you're be where your feet are. Awesome stuff here. Love the PLC communication and gratitude that are happening in Ballard County schools. Uh, grateful to talk to Kevin Estes today, CAO, Chief Academic Officer. Kevin, this was fun. It was very fun. I appreciate you allowing me to do this and uh, hoping to do it again sometime. We'll do it again and uh, we'll get you on here and, and hopefully get back down to uh, the beautiful uh, state of Kentucky. Kevin, uh, best to you and your family. I hope your son, uh, quick recovery. Enjoy the holidays and enjoy uh, that, that cruise. Absolutely. You too. And enjoy that New York weather. I know it's going to get uh, crazy up there. My dad lives in Watkins Glen and oh. he'll call or I'll call and you got several inches of snow and we're down here. Uh, you're still going to school and we get one inch and we're out. So. <laughs> Kevin Estes, everyone. Kevin, stay on the line a minute. We're going to sign off here on show number 227. Take two. Uh, if I could help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Uh, and keep rolling, friends. Keep surviving and thriving. Kevin, it was an honor, my friend. Yeah, it was for me, too. Appreciate you. Cool. Stay on the line a sec. We're going to sign off. Keep rolling, friends.